right, TJ, if you can, man, finish your story. (laughs) (laughs) So you made it to the military. Made it to the military, paid off your debts. So for the fourth time. I came back from Circleville, from the Bible College, and went to go to Dell Tech for architecture. And I did most of that. Did you pay that off? That was pretty. It was twenty seven hundred bucks. That's what I'm saying. Like that's that's, <laughs> that's wild, dude. Yeah, that's the difference. But, and uh, well, I've been doing. I've been reading blueprints since I was like five years old. It's a family business and everything like that. So architecture and college was super easy. Like I already knew how to do drafting. I already knew how to do. So it was just learning the the new ways and new tools and all that. And uh, so anyway, I did really well at that. But in in December of that semester or of the next year after I get done to college and all that stuff. I, uh, I didn't finish the college. I went just so I could learn the drafting and stuff. And, uh, how many colleges have you started and not? This man's been to every college on the East coast. Well, this, uh, to be fair, I went knowing and intentionally not yeah, no, wanting I do, to get a degree. I do get fair the drafting. Wanted to learn sense. practical things. And, uh, so, that December, I uh, got a wild hair and I decided that, you know, I'm tired of seeing all this fighting and I can do it. So I decided to join the Marine Corps. Well, hoorah. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your support. Hey. Hey, I stole that from Dustin. I use it now. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, uh, Farmer Doug. Finish these off. I'm going to die if I keep eating them. Um, I'm going to die. I I really will die. (laughs) Are you talking about it? Close, close enough. I haven't had a piece of candy in like three months. Ooh, beast candy. Um, like three months before I joined, my buddy Joe, which is Pastor Paul's son, um, the, my best friend mm-hmm. that was the son, he joined the Marine Corps. Three months later, I joined. I made the decision, and then 10 days later, I was shipped off. Like, I, I, just, I was ready to go, and they needed numbers. It's the Marine Corps recruiters. What year? This was the end of 06. Mm. Um, that was when they were trying to push to raise the numbers of Marines because normally their operating force is 175,000, which the Army laughs at that because the Army's like a million strong. Right. And they wanted to go from 175,000 to 202,000. So they were mo- moving people faster just to have a... a 202, though. Like where do they get that number? Um, like let's, let's get 200,000. Well, it's you base it on yeah, uh, yeah. what ratios get you certain people. In I certain, guess they do you know, math. Yeah, <laughs> like which makes no sense. Marines can't; they're too dumb. I mean, um, <laughs> they well, I guess they have a calculator. It's like, you got any student loan debt? <laughs> Come on, <laughs> Come on, bring <laughs> your baggage. They're like, they're like David. They're like, hey Navy, hey hey, uh, we need you to do some math for us. Tell us how much <clears> we need. And uh, so I joined. Um, th- in that time frame, it was really easy to get in and quick to ship out if you wanted to. Like now, if you join, you're going to wait six to eight months before you ship out because the numbers you know, right. they don't really need it. Exactly. So, um, well, I don't know. Right now, it's they're crippled. Right now, they're begging for people. Right. You think well, the draft will happen? I don't know. It, it just uh, kind of depends. Uh, there's, there's less of a need for a ground fighting force than there used to be. So, I it's it's hard to say. I think I think there's a lot. You got to jump through a lot of different hoops and stuff before we're in the need of a draft. Yeah, a lot of stuff has to happen. A lot of stuff's got to go down before they start calling. Yeah. So uh, I joined three months after my buddy Joe. 
I get to the fleet. I go through everything, go through boot camp. I signed with a recon option. So if I graduate from uh, the recon school, I get 10 grand. I didn't. I didn't even go. Uh, so I, I join and I get out and I decide I wanted to be a machine gunner in school of infantry. Well, my buddy Joe, he gets home and I find out, I'm like, Hey dude, what did you end up doing? He goes, machine gunner. Like we didn't even know we both ended up being machine. Oh, gunner. really? And machine gunner makes up like 0.01% of, mm-hmm. of the Marine Corps. Yeah, my like, older brother did. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what he did. I know he ran the gun on the truck. Mm-hmm. I assume that's the that's the gunner. Okay, that's what he but did. You don't that. necessarily have to be a machine gunner to be a gunner. Okay, okay, it's a weird thing. Um, but I I am trained. I know the weapon systems. I know how to use them. I know everything. I take them apart, put them back together, inside and out. A lot of times, the gunner knows that weapon. He's taught how to shoot it and how to fix a problem, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Because you don't have as many machine gunners as you right. have trucks that need the guns. Right. So, but anyway, so I joined. Went through boot camp. That was fine. Boot camp was easier than I expected it to be. I know that sounds crazy for the Marines, but I had the mindset of this is going to be the worst thing any human can ever go through. Right. That's how you have to. So then when it fell short of that. Then you're like, I can do anything. It was a lot easier. Hardest thing you ever did boot camp? No. Eight weeks, right? Oh, it's 13. Um, Yeah, it's three months. um, That's what the math is. I, about 12 weeks, 13 weeks. Physically, yeah. Physically, I'd say it was the hardest thing. What was so hard about it? Um, if you go to the gym every day and then... Your body never has time to recover. To recover. They just keep mm-hmm. pulling it out of you. Like, you... Now, the first... They call it forming, the first phase. For the first few weeks, you're not even allowed to run. Walk fast, don't run. That's what they say. So you have to walk with a sense of urgency. As soon as you start running, you're getting in trouble. Because they know that... This is why I wanted Dustin to be here for this, yeah. for the boot camp thing. So you There's can both such a it difference. Off. Oh, well, is there? Oh, yeah. Between Yeah, but I guess between the different branches for sure. Mm-hmm. I know Not that. Be, like Marines is supposed to be a little bit harder, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, a lot, yeah. Yeah, that's what, I mean, each, I, the, each branch makes fun of the others for sure. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's all, it's all fun. But it like, is fun, yeah. yeah. It, but ultimately, when you look at like the different branches, like, there's different branches. I thought the Air Force to... was supposed to be like the the hardest. Not being smart. No, not no, even close. No, no. Yeah, I think I I'm think like sure the physical that, requirement no, is I, you have to be able to ride a bike. It it's is. Like it is. No, no, no. I'm pretty sure. I can't keep a straight face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> oh, see, he doesn't tell good jokes. That's why I didn't understand. It. I literally yeah. could not. Dude, I couldn't read the room. <laughs> <laughs> I could uh, not keep it going. I come from. So I I wouldn't say I come from a military family, but everybody, not everybody, but. I have every branch in my family. Like my grandfather oh, yeah, was cool. Navy. My dad was Air Force. Both my older brother and my younger brother are Marines. Smart I think guys. Army's the only one. Well, you're in the Army of the Lord. I'm a soldier of the Lord. Soldier of the Cross. You're the only one that's preaching youth rally next week. That's true. Mm. Where four people get saved. Yep. Or Stop. God, no. <laughs> no, sorry. You're the only one who preached youth rally two weeks ago. Right. Mm. Last week. Well, this will be two weeks ago, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude, time is weird. Wow. But, uh, yeah, Anyways, it's... Uh, continue, TJ. Um, now, the, we'll, we'll, yeah, at some point, maybe we'll have another yeah. one with Dustin here. We'll have you back. The the big thing, the It took us a year and a half to get you on about two more years. We'll right. Get you back on. The, yeah. the biggest yeah. difference is 
it's every Marine is a rifleman. That's their thing. Right. Like, so boot camp is the same for everybody, knowing that there may come a time when somebody that's legal admin has to pick a rifle up. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, we look at it as a joke, but in reality, that it, they, I mean, it, when push comes to shove, they've got some training. The Army, though, the boot camp is a lot easier knowing that there's so many different... They're going to branch off, and some are going to be and, paper pushers. So Dustin, for example, he's infantry. His boot camp was pretty easy, but then he got sent to a specialized school after right, that. Right, 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 right. Um, but the general, the general push was yeah. easier. Your general push was more... The, the, the gateway, isolated, like yeah, the gate it's, is wider for the army, whereas the Marines is yeah. kind of like, yeah. Well, when I it was it was crazy when I joined the herd goes through the same trough to the same trough. <laughs> my my recruiter this metaphor is taking a turn, <laughs> and my recruiter said, "Look, don't be surprised." <laughs> he said, "Don't be surprised if you're at when you're in the military. It's called MEPS, Military yeah, Enlistment Process yeah. and Station." Uh-huh. Um, if you're the only one going to the Marines, he said, and when they call your name, cause they say who you are, what branch you're going to, everyone's going to react. And sure enough, I was the only one that was going to the Marines and they called my name cause they call your name and then what branch and then you go to your mm-hmm. boss or whatever. And they said, uh, Anthony Cheesem, United States Marine Corps. And everybody, everybody went cheese them. They all reacted. (laughs) (laughs) But and he was right. Everybody's like, (gasps) so because it it was harder because the stigma of like, oh man, that's tough. It's the stigma of insanity. Yeah, (laughs) and there's kind of a and it's true. And weren't you trying? Weren't you between army? You were always Marine. You always Marines. Marines. Where does, and just because you thought this is the best or yeah, this is the I, toughest, I this is to the hardest, that. I just want to go to the Marines. Where does where does Navy fall on the boot camp? Um, now, it's a lot easier. Um, there was a time where it was, I mean, it was still, it was always Marine Corps, Army, Navy, Air Force. Coast Guard's pretty tough, but Coast Guard's not always considered military because... Right. Yeah, draft happens, run to the Coast Guard. <laughs> no. <laughs> Coast Guard. They have to, like, they actually, it's tough in wartime for the Coast Guard. Yep, because they go from Homeland Security to Department of Defense during wartime. They're like very, very. So sometimes they're. So so when you're talking like entry level boot camp stuff, Navy's not at the top. But then, like, you get down the road and you start looking at, like, the SEALs and stuff. And it's like. Like, the the Marines really respect Corman. Which was your hospital man? Actually, my grandfather. Your grandfather. Oh. Um, so we respect corpsman, a, a navy corpsman. Which we give them the same respect as if they were another marine. Yeah, well, the navy is the is the marines. Yeah, the marines are a branch of the navy. Correct. Yeah, the marines. Yeah. We say, marine. I mean, think about it. Marines. Yeah. They go across the water. Which it makes no sense because we're air, land, and sea. Yeah, we, we're all of them. Yeah. Right. But and the Marines have their own Air Force, correct? That's what they say. They say the Marines is a division of the Navy, and then the Marines always go, yeah, the men's, the men's division. division. What, what's really cool is <laughs> the men's department. You yeah. have the largest Air Force in the world is the U.S. Air Force, mm-hmm. second largest in the world is U.S. Navy. Navy's huge, yeah. Isn't that cool? And then third is like um, Israel or something like that. Yeah. Israel's it's way like up Israel, there. Uh, well, yeah, well, Israel. I, I think it's actually games. Russia and then Israel. But my point is. It's so cool that the number one's U.S. is the Air Force, and then second's the U.S. Navy, and then the Marines have their like, own Air Force. All That's why we're back well, to back and Army, bro. Yeah. Pop, pop. All four branches have their own air capabilities. I think that's pretty. 
Take my Texas, shovel it out. (laughs) (laughs) Like we pick on air wingers though, like so hard. Like, do you see that reel? It said, "I made I made a thousand dollars this week." He said, "No, you didn't. You made (laughs) six Right? Wait, what?" He's like, "Man, yeah, I made six one thousand dollars this week. I'm rolling in the dough. You made four hundred. You made six hundred And he's like, "Wait, what?" He's like, "Yup, let's go." He's like, "No," but it was just like, "Uh huh." (laughs) Right? Yeah, like, yeah. I used to. What was um. What's Top Gun? What is that? That's Navy. That's Navy? Dude, it's not even Air Force. It's a movie about jets. It's not even the Air Force. Yeah. What, Lame. What, what is Dad, naval, pilot, this, naval pilots are pretty legit. Th- that's, I know. I'm over here making fun of the Air Force, but my dad is the toughest guy I've ever met in my life. So the please. Air Force. <laughs> what is, uh, if there was going to be dogfights, was that happening more with the Navy or mm-hmm. with just the Air Force? Navy, because the, that usually happens over water or in other countries where it's coming off aircraft carrier. So the Air Force, U.S. Air Force is just at home, basically. Well, or they, setting up bases in foreign lands. We like, had... Yeah, we had Air Force in Afghanistan. Right, right. But your dogfights and stuff, that's where your jets are usually coming from. Or fighter jets is usually going to be Navy. Man, what about the Space Force? How are we doing on that I, front? I, I laughed, <laughs> I laughed <laughs> at that initially, and then it started to make sense because... The Eventually, estate. we're just going to be blowing each other up with satellites. Well, then that's the deal. Like, satellite real estate is really a thing. Literally, especially Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You know well, how we send our people up to satellites and stuff like that well they can send people up to our satellites too and there's gonna be like like and then we're gonna be fighting bro i did that in call of duty one time what was in the campaign (laughs) oh yeah i did not do good at that i I, I struggled with that one so you were you you made it through uh you made it through boot camp i was the scribe and i was the scribe's assistant in boot camp which doesn't even exist but the scribes it was weird so you get Carried all the pens. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm not not to get in too much detail because we'll talk about this with Dustin, but there's the guide, and he's, like, the head guy out of the recruits. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and uh, Marine Corps boot camp's the only one where you do not get the title until you're done. Right, right. Okay, Everybody yeah, yeah. else, you're a soldier already. You're not you're, a Marine until you graduate. Until you're done. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's the, the guide. He's in charge of, like, he's, he's the high guy for the recruits. Then there's squad leaders, which is... Self-explanatory. Then there's the scribe, and he's the one who does all the logistics. Well, physically, I, I, I couldn't do the run. Like, I could never do a good run, so I couldn't be a guide or a squad leader, but I checked all the other boxes. So my senior drill instructor put me as the scribe's assistant, so I had some authority, even though I couldn't do a lot of the as, as high level of physical stuff. Okay. So I skated on a lot of the stuff. I got all the perks of being leadership, but I didn't get punished when everybody else did. Dang. It was awesome. Like, oh, this guy had it easy. <laughs> did you, were you a full blown narcissist when you got out of boot camp? <laughs> oh, they just drive me insane. I hate it. They so, give us a bad name. Oh, so, it drives me insane. So my brother. Narcissist and Marines. Yeah, yeah my, my, my. What uh, do they say? You don't have to ask a vegan. They'll a tell ma- you a marine, oh, no doubt, or a um a crossfitter. crossfitter, crossfitter, yeah. <laughs> they, my my brother and um a, <laughs> and another boy uh, in our church, Weed. Ryan. <laughs> they both joined the Marines. They both came back, and um, I mean, they say it's the best shape they'll ever be in your life, and I'm like. Whew. But uh <laughs> you talk about that? <laughs> <Yeah>. Unimpressed. <laughs> Whew, uh, 
And I specifically like remember your buttons are screaming, dude. they came back with a two hundred and seventy four dollar payment monthly as well. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, my my younger brother got back, and my dad was like, "This is the best shape he's ever been in his life." I was like, it "Looks like he spent three months eating pop tarts." I don't. But no, just, <laughs> I want to send him this clip. That I'll send him this clip. But I uh, I do know that both of them, when they both got out, um, I mean separate separate because they didn't both join at the same exact time, but like. They both came back, and I specifically remember, like, just, like, talking to them, and they, they hit you with the, uh, oh, I'm, a, I'm a Marine, and I was just like, bro, I don't oh, care. Man. But I preached a message on, um, right, I, I remember, I preached this message at our church called What a Soldier Has, right? And I started going through, like, his weapon, his, you know, his orders, his dog tags, all this, and I, like, spiritualized it, as so, right. you know, and um, my brother, fresh out of boot camp, comes up and I used him as an illustration in the message and he walks up to me I mean as soon as service is over and he's like I ain't a soldier and I was like I went I was oh like I literally God. I promise I'm- you I went I went what he goes I'm not a soldier and I go what are you talking about dude he goes I'm a marine <laughs> and then he went and then he did like a like a 30 second spiel about the difference between marines and soldiers mm-hmm. I did this and this and this and this and I'm a marine and I went I went Oh, dude, man, I wish I, I cared enough. <laughs> yeah, dude, I was like, I was like, and then I was like, ultimately, you're still shorter than me, so yeah. <laughs> well, and just, like, TJ's never been like that. I appreciate that about him. You, you would, I mean, I, I like you wear your stuff and you like two A and whatever, but he does. <laughs> there's a difference between he doesn't like well, well, I'm, I'm a marine. Bullets on your, your, you know. Well, I mean, but Correct. there's a difference. There's a difference between being like I'm yeah. a marine and I can be like, oh well, thank you for what you did, and then like. Well, it's kind of like also he has quite service. a story over there, but we can't quite get to it. So, let's get to that, TJ. Yeah, let's get to the the fun, the boom boom. Uh, it, <laughs> I can yeah, make it there parallel. is there's a lot parallel. Uh, so, <laughs> what? I'll tell you after. Okay. I'll tell you after. So, it, I mean, it is the only time a normal person should get irritated about the whole marine versus soldier is if you know already know. So right, like if you know that. If you're close and you know that a Marine holds the title Marine right. and you purposely call them a soldier to antagonize, that's different. So it's like a pronoun thing. But in general, when somebody says soldier, it covers all the branches. And yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. going to get upset about which it. I it, think is is, it is. Which I think is what his argument was when he brought it up. And it's like, like who cares? Hey, right. Whatever. So, but, but yeah, join the Marines. As soon as I get in, I go through School of Infantry after my boot camp. And that's another 11 weeks of they call it the fourth phase of boot camp. Like mm-hmm. no respect. They talk to you like you're nothing. Only difference is you say a rank instead of sir, which mm. makes it even harder because you have to remember the rank and All look the, at their <laughs> look at their collar to make sure. <laughs> like I sat there and just ignored a company uh gunnery sergeant or a first sergeant one time because he the sun was behind him. All I saw was a shadow. And I walked past him. He's like, Good morning, Cheesem. I'm like Rougher, aren't. <laughs> but, but but he was like super chill, like he didn't care. I I'd, I'd already done two deployments by then. And yeah, like, yeah, my older brother said once you hit a certain point, nobody really. Yeah, it's not so yeah. bad unless you're one of those like you're hey! you're touting your rank to hold yeah, it above yeah, somebody yeah. like uh, Zach Neath. The ones that are generally overly motivated and overly we call it moto, um, overly enthusiastic about it are the ones that didn't do anything like 
Most yep, infantrymen, I can see that. Most infantrymen, especially if you've deployed, <laughs> I can see that. Aren't the ones? How about that Marine Reserve? How about Marine Reserves? I was going to say, trust me, Chisholm. That's not the military <laughs> only. Hint, hint, wink, that doesn't. <laughs> or if you get somebody that was picked on heavily, you could tell if somebody had, was bullied, and then they joined the Marine Corps because they didn't want to get bullied exactly. anymore. They carry that mentality for the rest of their lives. Yeah, oh, dude, I got bullied including a lot, including in leadership, and because I had uh, people over me. That I'm like, he totally got bullied in high school. Do you right. guys look at it in the Marines then? Yeah. Because we all I mean, are blessed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that you didn't. Yeah. There'd be no more wars, son. The, the U.S. thanks you. <laughs> the man to end all wars. Bro. What's your middle name? Matthew. David Matthew Neath. <laughs> yeah, man. Go ahead, David. Just this guy. TJ, I'm sorry. She's him. So, yeah, anyway, so got through boot camp, went. School of Infantry, everything went well. Went to um, Hawaii is where we where I was stationed. Mm-hmm. It was rough. Um, you lost your car. Yep. And f- so the first full year, most units be- before your first deployment, a lot of times they don't want you to go off base at all. It's a maturity thing. Well, I was 21 when I joined. Most of my peers were 18. Mm. So... I already had a leg up. One of my peers was actually 35. Hmm. And, be, and you know, it it was hard on him, obviously. But it, What's it was, the cutoff? Uh, there isn't technically a cutoff, especially because they were trying to grow numbers. Okay. So right, because they were in the growth. Depends on the need. Um, the cutoff is supposed to be 35, but I know somebody that was 42 that, that joined. So, yeah. Imagine me a 42 in a squad bay with a bunch of 18-year-olds. I'm like, I'm not even safe for like another two years. It's crazy. <laughs> um, what, for the draft? For the draft, it's 25 or 26? 26. 26. 26. Oh, I'm good, bro. Let's we both go. good. I mean, uh, you're 73, 74. Yeah. I don't, whatever. Oh, I look gluten. good for me. I can't eat gluten. I'm dying. <laughs> That's actually true. That Would they would no. do it? They no. put an allergy. I, say, I did say if that draft happened, I legitimately, because I have no... I have no loyalty to this reg- re- regime, mm-hmm. these politicians, and like I just would not feel right. Like no, I would fight, but I would literally try. To you would be do like the did Vietnam and just go clack clack clack. I know a guy who hit a peanut allergy for Marine boot camp, and he made it till um, two weeks before graduation. Almost killed him. Yep. I do think I would try and be a chaplain. I really do think. I think I could do better that. Like I, I don't know how. So you'd have you'd go Navy then. Yeah, I mean, I really would try and do that. Not oh, yeah, because, yeah. I mean, I really don't want to go take a bullet, really, for what? That's hard, yeah, for what? I mean, there is nothing in me that wants to go fight for Ukraine right now. I mean, I'm a little bitter Fair right enough. now. <laughs> you know All what I mean? Like, I just feel yeah. like this is, and I'm not going to go and ha- and have to call in, can I shoot? And that's what you had to go through. Like, you, it, mm-hmm. even back then, Dustin did the same thing. I'm like... Rules of engagement, all this stuff, yeah. I'm not going to, I mean, I w- I'm not going to dodge the draft, but I do think... <laughs> That um, I would I would try and be a chaplain or something because just not it's just not worth. Yeah, if it came to where they were drafting heavy and they started getting towards your age bracket, the best thing you can do is enlist. enlist yeah. That way, you have an option. Yeah. Even then, there's so, so much. David, the best thing I can tell you is go finish your degree. <laughs> no, seriously, yeah. I have it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, even then, like, there's so much like. Like we said earlier, there's so much that has to happen before. Yeah. Like, that's even in the conversation, Yeah, we're not, really. yeah, we're not anywhere near that. I have so, no problem fighting for my family, but I just cannot get behind what this country mm-hmm. is pushing. Now, of course, if we're getting attacked, 
Like our nation's getting attacked. Like let's oh, go. Yeah. Boots on the ground. Let's that's, go. That's where you get militia. But when we're fighting all these foreign wars, I guess Israel. That that I can be behind that. Like fighting for is like mm-hmm. support. Israel, yeah, support. but yeah, it's but, not our war. Right. So you're stationed in Hawaii. Stationed in Hawaii. Um, that you're one, more mature than your than your uh, mm, debatable, but um, your peers. Yeah, because so I didn't go out drinking every night. Now I was living in the world. That's when I was not doing great. Okay. Um, so, yeah. you know, I did drink, okay. I did smoke and all that okay. kind of jazz, okay. but I wasn't the kind to every night go out and get drunk and run women and all you that. couldn't afford it. That just, yeah, Shit. all my money was going towards college. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, but so what I, what I did was I got an Xbox and I just gamed and, you know, and stuff like that. Instead of going out, I'd stay in, not spend any money and just, you know, I feel like that's typically how, how lots of gaming. Yeah. Right I feel there. like, I feel like when I hear about. People in the military, they have one of two extracurriculars, mm-hmm. which is the we're wild boys mm-hmm. or island boys, um, <laughs> <laughs> or I stay home and I play video chill, games. Yeah, yeah, and I just chill. Like it's and there's really like almost as if there's like no middle ground there. It's yeah, either there's very few. The ones that did were people like me. My best friend was a couple years older than me. We would we play video games and stuff, and we would enjoy Hawaii. So on base, you still had like some of the best beaches. So we'd go spear fishing, and we'd go fishing off the off the dock, and we'd go snorkeling, all kinds of stuff, and do what Hawaii had to offer. Right. And a lot of people like there's a lot of guys that are like, man, I hated I hated being in Hawaii. I'm like, well, why? Like, there's nothing to do. Right. Well, what what did you do this weekend? Stayed in the barracks and got drunk. I'm like, well, no wonder you hated it. You'd hate anywhere. <laughs> right. Right. Like after my first deployment, I'd go up to the North shore and hang out with the people. And just like, I never met somebody that I couldn't be friends with. Other people were coming home. That's the truth. <laughs> every truth. people be coming home with their eyeballs busted open because they get in a fight every weekend and stuff. I'm like, dude, what are you doing to encounter this? <laughs> yeah, maybe not, you're the problem. Did you think I've about not, that? I've been here. By the time I was there, I was there for a little over three years, you know, less deployments. Didn't run into one person that I didn't get along with. And they're in fights all the time with locals getting all like stitches in their eyes and stuff. Like, I want to, you know, get beat up by a Samoan. Yeah, like you, you, a Marine can pretty much take one. Is that what they are, Samoan? Um, uh, it's it's some are from yeah. Samoa. It's like um, a what is the Rock? He's he's Samoan. Half, he's, yeah, he's half, half Samoan. Uh, half yeah. Samoan, half black. I think is mm-hmm. that okay? Yeah, but I mean, there's a lot of Polynesian cultures collide right there in Hawaii so you get a lot of it a lot of Thai lots yeah, of Thai yeah, Filipino like, Japanese it's all mixed but they're very the Waterman tribe there's never just one right and you get a drunk marine out there who thinks there's just one starts a fight and they used to say um, we call them a moke it's like a derogatory it's not a cuss word but it's a right. derogatory term and it's like the mokes will just grow out of the sidewalk because they'll start a fight with one and then there's like six it's like, you might be able to beat one, but you're not beating six of them. Right, so, right. That's no fun. No. And I'm like, and uh, Tito Ortiz actually hung out there, like, all the time. That's where he's from. Right. So, and I know of somebody that tried to get in Tito Ortiz's face. Who's, I'm, I'm, who's He's that? the people's champ, man. He, he was a legit UFC, UFC fighter. heavyweight champ. He tore his neck up and then he never fought me. <laughs> they called him. They called him the uh, the people's champ. I think is what they called I'm him because sure. he wasn't. I, I might be thinking of the wrong guy, but he wasn't the for a period of time. He wasn't like the actual heavyweight champ, but he was whatever. He's Beloved. the person who everybody wanted to be the champ. Yeah. So he was like the 
him and Rampage Jackson kind of got butted heads real bad and stuff. My like brother that. fought Rampage Jackson. Did he lose? Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean he fought Rampage Jackson? While he was in the Marines, they were doing training. Oh. And they brought in Rampage Jackson and I forget I forget who he said the other guy was. And they were they were did they were doing like sparring? Yeah, uh, grappling's a big thing. Sparring is a is a is a word. <laughs> it's probably what it should have been. But basically, he they were like Thomas, and he stepped up to fight Rampage Jackson, Your older brother. Yeah, and, and he, he has no he has no he has one gear, and it's go. Yeah, so probably hurt Thomas. And, nope. <laughs> yeah, he said he had to. He said uh, he said Rampage Jackson. Uh, he said one of them. Uh, they, he said, but he basically he said one on one they were just running through Marines, mm-hmm. like they were just like one guy like punched a dude and he looked and he laughed and then just knocked him out, knocked the Marine out. Like the Marine, like we're like boom, and he's like, <laughs> it's just like Oop. yeah, that's not good. It's <laughs> like it's funny. Well, you, you, it's like you're, you're talking also about a fighting force. Yeah, yeah you're professional tra- fighters. Yeah, 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 this. I think that's a good idea though, having a, a professional fighters come in and fight your guys. Like, dude, like, you're yeah. not as bad as you think you are. Sit down. Yeah, I, it's the, of all the stories my older brother told me of him being in the Marines, that's like one of the coolest ones. Yeah, my older brother like swam against Michael Phelps in high school, fought against Rampage Jackson while he's in the Marines. I'm like, how, how long Kept did losing. he last against a Rampage? Jackson? Uh, oh, uh, I mean, I don't know. I can't remember the. I mean, exact obviously, details, you know, you're going to get your butt kicked, but the goal is to just take a beating. Like and, well, and I think it's well. pretty much what the just, train, just, like the exercise. Right, was. I'm going to take this well. I'm going <laughs> to take a beating that he'll remember me taking, and it's not like the easiest beating he's ever given. It's kind of like like professional bull riding. You're like, I lost in eight seconds. It's like, man, he's a big guy. <laughs> oh, dude, he's a oh, he's monster, huge. dude. Oh my word, yeah, he's a monster. Bro. <laughs> he's a little white boy <laughs> beating up. Bro, he's a monster. How big's your brother? Uh, my older brother, six. He's six foot. Um, I mean, at the time he was. Jacked because he was on a boat and all they did was yeah. lift weights and train all the, all the time. But uh, he wasn't that big. <laughs> oh, he's he's like two forty muscle, like unreal. Dude, one of the funniest clips is he was in the the UFC, the Ultimate Fighter house, and he was the coach. Oh, the door, and he got mad and he just walked through a door, tore it to pieces. Just like got instead mad, started- of opening the door, punched a hole through the door. Ripped the door in half, ripped it off the hinges, and then walked through the the doorway. It was there like, was there was some cheating going. It was the Ultimate Fighter TV show competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, that dude is um, and they were rigged and everything. And he could prove that it was rigged, and he just got so mad about it. Dude, he's 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 an he's an an animal. But anyway, so some marine was trying to start a fight with Tito Ortiz out and out <laughs> in public. Good, sorry. And and Tito's like, dude, just just stop. You're drunk. Go away. Because he, you lose your license, your fighting license, if you oh, fight for sure, outside yeah. of the ring. And and he'd been through so much and and, and knows and matured enough to not not this, get this irritated. Guy? No, Tito. Oh. Did you find, if you find Tito Ortiz. He, he had to retire. Big guy. <laughs> yeah, he's a big dude. He had to retire because he had neck surgery. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was supposed to fight Chuck Liddell and had to back out of the fight. So Rich Franklin ended up stepping in and beat him. I used to like a lot of... Rich Franklin, was he the math teacher? He's a bad-looking dude, too, man. Tito? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like no-neck Tito. He's a bad dude. Yeah. All right, TJ, um, you got 20 minutes? I know. You keep sidetracking me. I know. (laughs) But it's good. It's good stuff. This is what our podcast is. Right. (laughs) So um, we'll condense it because we'll probably get more into detail if we ever end up with doing with Dustin. Yeah, all right, so yeah, if we're going to do a military thing with Dustin, why don't we skip ahead to you? We'll do simple stuff. We'll yeah, do, like, yeah, the basics. yeah. So, 
Iraq was like a super chill deployment. Like, it was. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot happening. We had one suicide bomb killed my company commander, battalion commander, and another guy. Um, and that was out of negligence. Um, his but, name wasn't Maciel, was it? No. Okay. It doesn't sound chill. No. It, his name was Fossia. <laughs> I had a, a client text me, wants me to go, wants me to fix their fascia fascia on, on, on the front of their uh, <laughs> I was like oh yeah I'll, okay I'll come fix your fascia I don't want to like correct it the guy's with his wife standing right and on the, I'm like I don't want to yeah yeah man I'll, I'll do I don't want to take his manhood very yeah. far his wife <laughs> she's just silent on the other end you're a body at the ground he died of shame you should have am I on speakerphone why don't you why don't you take me off speakerphone uh, spaceship man <laughs> the face of the face of it like Fossia. Uh, so anyway so yeah not a whole lot happened as far as like there was very little threat now you still have to take it serious as if there could be a threat because obviously it's possible Iraq was a cakewalk came back and had the time between deployments and where we were, we had the shortest consecutive workups. So the rule, it's supposed to go two deployments and then one non-combat tour, which would be like float on the Mediterranean. On You're only ship. supposed to do one though, right? Unless. No, it's, it's, well, Marines have shorter deployments. No, uh, my brother did two tours. Army was for a year, I think. It's, it's anywhere from 12 to 14 and months. And you were, your first deployment was how long? Uh, seven months. Okay. How long were you in? Four years. Four, all right, my brother did six. Uh, so he had a specialty uh, job. Was he uh, communications or something? What did he do? Oh, I'd have to ask him. I know fought, he. I know he fought he, Rampage Jackson. <laughs> I know well, when he. I know. I. I remember. I don't. I was. I was young when because there's an age gap there. But he. Uh, I remember. I specifically remember the day when he called to say he was reenlisting. Oh, so he did. Two enlistments. Yeah. And okay. I, so I like it was I, one of those he re-enlisted after his first three. Mm. Yeah, I, I specifically remember that day. It was like an extension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That was a bad day at the house. Because um, my mom was blindsided with that one. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know exactly. It was one of the things where when he got home, he didn't like talking about things. That can go both ways. Now, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, be, I mean, it was like a... What what year was this? Uh, this was right when everything popped off. So early 2000s. Yeah, this was... How old your brother? Oh, uh, he's... You're 33? Yeah, he's, I want to say, six or seven years older than me. So he's a little older than you, TJ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, this was when things popped off. He was like the, he was like the hurrah, let's, 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 let's get in it. and stuff. Yeah, it was, he, he was, the- let's, let's get at it, and... He did two tours, uh, and like I said, like he came back uh, a changed man. Some stories, yeah. Early, early on, you didn't even have to be infantry to be exposed to a lot of stuff because there was no base. Right. He's like he's adjusted, like he's he's not like when he first came home, mm-hmm. but like he, it was definitely like a. Uh, there was some mental strain there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it's very common. Um, so, but yeah, I, um, the rule is two deployments and then a float or a mew or whatever, where you're out on a ship for an entire deployment. Well, our unit was one of the, 
I was second battalion, third Marines, which is the most decorated unit in military history. All the major wars throughout, it's second battalion, third Marines. I didn't do anything to get there. I was placed there, but it's still pretty cool history. Well, because of that, they were also a very effective unit. So instead of two two deployments and then a rest deployment, it was five consecutive combat tours and only nine months between them. Mm-hmm. So it was just cycling out. Some people, where their deployment landed, actually got three deployments in four years because of where what time they got to the fleet. Mm-hmm. So it was very high op tempo and everything like that. So we do nine months, go to Afghanistan. I was in the personal security detachment for the company commander, and this is where the Roman Empire comes in. My company, <laughs> my company commander, our, our call sign on the radio was Praetorian. Oh, cool. Uh, and we're like, um, sir, you, you, you know the Praetorians killed Caesar, right? He goes, yeah, but they were pretty cool before then. Because <laughs> <laughs> they were. They got the job done. You know? And uh, so we were Praetorian, and we, we were his escorts, but he is a go-getter. So he wanted to just go. Well, then we were a quick reaction for us, and then we were also logistics run. So we were the most used unit also in the entire battalion. I was down because it would just go and go. I was lead vehicle driver and machine gun team leader and most of the time navigator. I was a little busy. So because of that, I hardly got to eat because my eyes are on the road. Mm-hmm. So I went dropped all the way down to 150 pounds. Yeah, I've been there. That's not good for my frame. Like some of my buddies that hadn't seen me in a while, like from battalion, they saw me like, dude, dude, you're going to die. Because, I mean, it looked bad. Get, There's a bunch of things that can take me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I get that a lot, too. <laughs> but, uh, you're going to die. We all are, man. <laughs> so we, my, um, my squad ended up hitting 14 IEDs total. Um, you're just finding them all, huh? Yeah. Well, so we had a dog. And Not good <laughs> at its job. <laughs> to be fair. We had a dog and then poof. <laughs> to be fair. We never hit an IED where the dog was. Had a couple dogs. Yeah. <laughs> we had a do- we had a- we had some we had a pack of dogs. <laughs> just like like Balto Two mush. It's just like helicopter. They the were air. mush after the end of that deployment. <laughs> and dog burger. You know but, that'll be the thing. Us talking about dogs dying. That'll be the thing that gets us canceled. But um, to, but to be fair, we never hit an IED after the dog cleared it. The, and the dog had, did find stuff, but it was just, it's a human creature in the hot desert with 130 degree ground. The dog can't smell constantly. So unless you do have a whole team of dogs, you're just going to have to risk it sometimes. Right, right, right. Right. And that's what happened. So we hit, hit 14 IDs. I hit six of them. Um, <laughs> TJ. High score. One of them did not explode. My very first one actually didn't explode. Like we heard the blasting cap. We, we heard a tink. I'm like, what was that? And you could smell it. Like smelled like gunpowder. Like, what was that? And my turret gunner goes, uh, I think we just hit an IED. Well, the blasting cap went off and it didn't ignite the charge. So you had to just hit it on the wheel. Like you're rolling over it. Well, it's so, or is there a guy so like hitting a? There's there's several different types of IEDs. One's command, and a command ID is somebody there waiting. Kabloom. 
Another one is a timer, and they will track. And that usually happened in Iraq on paved roads. They see how fast you're going, and and they'll have spotters. Mm-hmm. And then they'll set a timer based on how far you are away. And most of those would miss a direct bad hit. at math. Well, it would I don't miss. Think a, they were very good. At it math. would miss the a direct Iranian hit. math <laughs> six yeah. times. Yeah, yeah. You know, they would miss a direct hit, but you've also got four or more vehicles going through. So the odds or the chances are they're going to hit something in that convoy. Right, 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 right. So it's kind of like it a yeah, window. If, of if it doesn't hit directly, it could still hurt a turret right. gunner really bad or whatever. Right. And it's not the IED that they tried to do the damage with. It's your reaction to the IED that makes you vulnerable. So that IED might disable something, and now they can come attack you while you're disabled. Right, right, right. right. So a lot of times that isn't the actual device. So they try the to damage. get the head car. Um, or s- even if it's not something to stop the convoy. Yeah. Right. Um, but in Afghanistan, there were only a couple improved roads in the entire area. It's all dirt. The Roman Empire hadn't been through. No. Yeah. Seems like a nice place to take a vacation. Right, yeah, yeah. And so <laughs> because it was Sandy dirt. Yeah. beach. <laughs> 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 all the time. And because it was all sand and because it was constantly driven over, it was as fine as powder. We mm. called it moon dust. So even though there's no moisture, your foot can still get stuck in it because it's so fine that the air gets trapped. We should it's nuke wild. it. Wild. <laughs> just just and delete it. <laughs> delete Afghanistan. Right. Alt delete. <laughs> there's only a 5% literacy rate in Afghanistan. So every 95. Get the cartographers, it's time to change the map. <laughs> Uh, 95% of the people just believe what they're told. Right. So that's where the... the, So like America. Yeah, I was going to say, are we talking about America? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so... You hit six IEDs. You got to talk about this. What did that do to you? How Uh, good did it make you feel? (laughs) So the first one, like I said, it was a blasting cap. Didn't even feel it. We left. We're like, what do we do? It's like a fender bender. Like, and we're like... Well, we can't leave it there, and our explosive ordnance team was like a long way away. They're like, we'll mark it, and we'll just make sure nobody drives around it until we get somebody there. Not a big deal. Then after that is— I'd hate to be that team. Right. I mean, why would you want to do that? And they're very good at their job, but— <laughs> Well, they walk out no. In a big suit. Now they're just walking up to it. They Well— because we know the, especially in Afghanistan, we know the devices. We know how they do it, especially in certain areas. Can you stand back and shoot it? Yes and no. The 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 danger. If you just shoot it, give me the yes. If you, <laughs> if you shoot it, nothing's going to happen. Your only option is to get far enough back and use your Mark Nineteen because it's a lob shot. So you're at more of a downward angle, and it's an explosion that might set it off, or it might just sever the sever the wire. And now you've got other problems because if you have a severed wire and you go to try to disarm it, now you don't know when those two right. pieces are going to touch. So now you've made it more dangerous. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Just so, a poke of a stick. Yeah. How about we just really, put a cone on it and never, <laughs> no one ever go there ever like, again? And then the others come and start moving the cones around. Yeah. <laughs> That's have how we, we lost the war. Ah, they kept moving our cones. Just put a soldier there. Just, the army has plenty of guys. Just set an army <laughs> guy there and just with a gun. You put the stuff on the cones like they have in like fire, uh, fire alarms. Yeah. Like, let me look at your hands. Oh, <laughs> you moved our cone. <laughs> what could you do? It's an alternate like, way of just making sure. Some guys never... standing out there with reflective vests on. <laughs> it's like, you can buy this property, but there's 12 cones on it. <laughs> 
<laughs> you just don't get for around there. You can get for a steal, but <laughs> don't no don't, backyard. Don't might not be the next the year. driveway. Pretty risky. <laughs> well, I told you about the backyard thing, right? Where we found oh, you you, you heard my podcast. Yes, yes. I'm not going to plug that podcast on here. But um, the when we were in Iraq, TJ didn't do a bad podcast. He was on a podcast, Foxhole Podcast. Mm-hmm. And he, those guys aren't saved, so they're going to use language or whatever. But they tried to respect TJ. He did a great job, but you know, it's it. They're it's the world. So it, it's, yeah. go ahead, TJ. And uh, there's one of my buddies was on a patrol, and this guy's like, "Hey, can I can, can I have my backyard back?" I'm like, "What are you talking about?" He goes, "I haven't been able to farm for like years." What had happened was, uh, Saddam Hussein had buried 52 metric tons of uranium in a concrete encapsulated egg. We called it dragon's egg. And it was like a foot underground. So this guy could foot. Well, he didn't even dig it deep. He was just like, yeah. So this guy couldn't plow because there wasn't enough yeah, depth. It's like Nate Bargetsy's whole bit. He's like, have you ever tried to dig the hole? It's probably the hardest thing you'll ever try to do. That's why bodies get found all the time. He's like, kill the person. And they're like, man, this is the hardest thing I've ever done. This is, that'll do. Looks fine it's to harder me. harder than killing the person. Like Shove some He's leaves in, over it's it. It's the hardest thing you'll ever do in your life. It's like, I understand why bodies get found all the time. You're like, that's good enough, right? It's just, <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, it was yeah, it was crazy burying stuff in the yard. Um, it wasn't a bomb, but I think it might have been worse. But yeah, so after the blasting cap situation, we were just on patrols all over the place, and so the first ID I hit was because my company commander wanted to go a certain way. I'm like, sir, that's not the way to go. He's like, uh, we ended up having to go up on this. It's called Route Five One Five, the deadliest road on earth. Yeah. He's like, it's and not my spine. We just Jeez. we just went up and did a U-turn, and the U-turn is where we got blown up. Like I've got pictures. Um, and you told him you're like, hey man, this is not a good idea. Yeah, I'm like, you're so like Paul, like this platorium or whatever. Praetorium. <laughs> well, he was navigating, and he this was Mr. Gung Ho. Yes. Oh, and now, that tracks. Now I will say he was a legit, six times. He's like great company commander, but this one time doing the navigation, he just got a little crossed up and didn't realize where we were. And we had to do a U-turn on this deadly road. And that one spot we went up to do the U-turn, bam. Could you not pull a Hey Siri? (laughs) (laughs) Hey Siri, it goes, hold on, my going to (laughs) And I didn't, it didn't, I mean, it hurt. It always hurts. But I didn't even get the worst of it. He is only like five foot six. And his head bounced off the ceiling of the MRAP. And it's bleeding out of his ears and everything like that. Um, Oof. But my knee. Little little Napoleon. Right. My knee went up under the steering wheel, though, and where my leg hit the steering wheel, this part of my legs kept trying to travel. That's where my knee injury came from after I'd already had a knee surgery my, you know, before even my first deployment. And uh, so then after that, I think it, I, it was very shortly after that, I hit another one. Oh, gosh. And then I hit two in an hour. That one really Why did, why did you keep driving the first truck? Because I was... Contrary to what now seems like popular belief, I was the best driver. I had a mine roller. Who's saying you're not now? Because I kept it in IEDs. It's kind of obvious. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah no, I get it. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. that. I, I thought you were saying, like, it's all over I town. I mean, they're in bad shape. I thought you were saying, everyone in the Harrington saying, TJ, don't let him drive. Contrary to popular opinion, he's I mean, awful. When your best driver finds six IEDs, you're, dude, everybody else is in some bad shape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, and that's the hard part is, I mean, they are really good at hiding them. My 
my company hit 673, or my battalion, 673 IDs and found just as many more. Oh, my goodness. It's unreal. But because How it, often did, did people... Like, how effective are they? Like, are they killing a lot of Marines, a lot of soldiers? Or So this is crazy. This is a story that came out after I left. There was an Australian reporter that was embedded and actually interviewed some Taliban. And they talked about all these different forces. And the Taliban said that they didn't think Americans could be killed. What? Well, they never saw a body. Yeah. We always took care of them. Right. So yeah, you just didn't leave them out there, stripped them out of their clothes, and left them out in the desert. To, they never and they never had a chance do. to see them because everybody went straight in a body bag. They never actually saw a body, and then came back to Delaware. And they came back. That's discouraging for them. And, yeah, and uh, so they were setting so many. <laughs> and so they thought, <laughs> they "What were, are we doing?" <laughs> they thought they were taking us out of the fight, but not killing us. So they, but they got really good at their targets were more equipment. They knew that, that the more equipment they could take out, the less we could do our job. Like, my company lost 52 trucks in the first month. Wow. Yeah. And then turns out we just left them 100 billion oh, it was particles of equipment. We just gave it to them all anyway. So. Yeah, and they just attacked Israel with it all. Yeah, and without going to, or like, we'll go into detail with some other, mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're very primitive. They're not very good at what they do, so theirs was quantity over quality. Mm. So... A lot of times they would obviously miss or something wouldn't happen. And a lot of it's directional. Like say they put, say this is a mm-hmm. vehicle and this is the road. Say they put an IED right here, but they'll put the, the they'll put the pressure plate over here. So they know that by the time mm-hmm. your tire hits the pressure it's in plate, the center of it. it's in a vulnerable spot. Well, sometimes or they try to base it on. It's so tough. Like it's not even the, the pressure plate. Isn't even where the IED is. Yeah. I have no idea. That's crazy, man. Hey, and and you can tell when they try to... It's a Vietnamese jungle warfare It crap. is. And you can tell when they try to guess the direction of travel and what vehicle. Because your distance is going right. to be different based right. on vehicle. Like the first one I hit, it did so much damage because it hit the front of the vehicle and lifted it up. But you can tell it was trying to hit a Humvee traveling the other direction. Mm. So because I hit it the way I did, it blew the front of my truck up. But it lifted it up, and that's what did all the damage. Where normally they want to hit center mass where the troops are. Mm-hmm. So blowing off the front of a truck's really not doing a whole lot of damage right. other than the truck. You ever think about putting a pillow at the top of your cab? <laughs> <laughs> and actually, they did. That's why we won. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> there actually is. There's foam this thick is on, there really? on the inside. Is there really? Yep. Wow. And uh, the Humvees, Humvees don't have Who, arm- Like Who's sitting in the office and is like... We're getting blown up a lot. How about we put some foam? Like it was it was it was this commanding yeah. officer who got it. His. Sounds like a like a like a joke, but that's a that's crazy that they actually would do that. I the think. first the first one went off, and his commander's bleeding out of his ears. He's like, "I got an idea." <laughs> it's, it's, you think that's metal on the top? No, literally styrofoam. Yeah, he's like, "Hold on a second, something just came to me. I got a headache, but let me let me. I don't want to lose this. Let me write this down before I forget." Well, they actually repaired that truck, like because the whole. I've got a picture on here. They, uh, I'll try to find it while I'm talking, but they blew the whole front, um, the engine compartment up real bad, and they were able to send it out and, and rebuild it. So then I got it back, and when I got my truck back, you could see still see the ring where his, his helmet hit the ceiling. That's pretty funny because it like embedded the dirt in the in in the dust into the uh, ceiling. It was pretty crazy. Seems dangerous. 
<laughs> a little bit. It's it's not a good way to make a living. So six times, and then you're on disability. Like, you I mean, you, there's a lot of things you can't do because oh, there's my squad and our dog. Let me see how skinny you were. Give it to me. Uh, see what one? Oh, was this? Have you had you bulked up by now? Oh no, that was probably at my skinniest. Okay. See if you can figure out which one's me. I bet I will. The one with hair. Yeah, I don't have much hair now. I don't think it's the guy next to the dog. He is the dog. That is that is a good buddy of mine. He was one of the only guys that was older than me. He's like two years older than me. How old were you in all this? Uh, when that happened, I was 24. Just a baby. My goodness. But a lot of the guys, I mean, it was their second deployment. They were only 20 years old. I gotta be honest with you, it's really hard for me to hey, figure David, out which one Hey, David, quit messing around. Give me the phone. Uh, I'm trying to make a guess, no. man. Well, here, let's turn it sideways. Be a man. Let's, give up. Huh? Landscape it. Quit, quit you like men. All right, landscape it. the picture. Pull down from the top and hit the landscape button and turn it sideways. That's pretty bad. Hey, camera, why don't you quit? Why don't you quit? <laughs> oh, I, didn't, I don't have the landscape button pushed. I think it's the guy next to the dog. <laughs> the black guy? Yeah. <laughs> He's an, uh, he just got out of prison recently. Oh, that's... Uh, that's this guy right here. stumbled into that story. Right there. Crazy, my not even then. My healthy weight was about one ninety. I was one fifty there. I mean, it doesn't. Oh, I forgot you were one fifty. Very, I very was, skinny. Okay, I I see your smolder now. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I see your smolder. <laughs> I had to look, keep looking at you. Huh. And was it these? Oh, I don't have them. I had those glasses. It looks like a man who's paying two seventy four a month for his college. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah, he said he couldn't eat because he was watching around. He couldn't eat because he was paying off his scams. <laughs> that that guy that I said went to prison because mm-hmm. he. Uh, built, oh yeah, he yeah. built fake bombs and did bomb threats and then punched a cop. Yeah, he's always punching a cop's a sure way to make sure you just. He had some authority issues you, even uh, in the Marines. Want to like, go to prison? Wow! Oh, he he punched one of my. Uh, he was a guy senior to me, but he was told him like, get up and. You know, with some profanities because he was. T- we were all told to go unload the trucks, and I shouldn't have mentioned his name, but that's okay. Um, and, and he was watching a DVD, and he didn't want to get up. And uh, finally, the other guy went to him and cussed him out, saying, "Get up!" And he, for, and one motion went from laying prone on his face to getting up and punching him and splitting his nose open. Good night, like mm. he's. Speaking I can of, I can bleep the name by the way. Speaking so, of yeah, illegal yeah. things, Logan <laughs> told me today a, 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 of a meme, and it said, "Turns out drunk driving is still illegal for even for the birthday boy." Buzzkill. Even for the birthday boy. <laughs> Even for the birthday boy, it's having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> now that we're off topic, you need to derail on this train. But keep going. No, no, the, like, Tell like us I said, your, I hit how five. you came to Christ, your second round to Christ. <laughs> well, all, after all this. Well, one little last fun fact yeah, about good. that department. We're only an hour and 40 minutes in. Right, yeah. The, uh, I hit, out of the entire battalion, I hit the only IED that was underwater. So there's oh, you're over, in the water, man. <laughs> he's an overachiever. Right? You can't even see in the water. Send so, the dog in there. So yeah, like a dog can sniff free water. 
I drowned the dog trying to sniff. So they, uh, and especially in the summer, they have irrigation canals and they run right through the roads and everything. And so there's a canal right through the road and we're like, probably shouldn't drive through that. But you did anyway. No. I drove off to the side and they still had put one there because that's what they thought. They assumed we wouldn't do TJ be better, man. Yeah, bro. That's they're playing chess, you playing checkers. David. That's the one that hurt the most. David said, shouldn't drive through oh, should have driven through there. Yeah. (laughs) And I had a mind. You would have ended up just like you because you just already did it. Man, I wish I could find that. I would have been like, man, we shouldn't drive through that. That would be fine. (laughs) (laughs) And it was crazy because the dog had gone through there, of course, couldn't, you know, didn't get anything. And um why isn't this Where's my option? Usually it has a thumb thing. Um, the metal detector couldn't pick anything thing up because they scanned and everything, even with the metal detector, before I went through, seeing if maybe it would pick it up. Dog didn't find it. Metal detector didn't find <laughs> it. TJ found it. But TJ's going to find uh, it. Yeah. Man, I, I lost my old Facebook, and it had the pictures on it. I'll, I'll get them from somebody and else. And then he's, today, he's, I'm, I'm, this I'm man, on, this on man. scaffolding watching him walk, and he steps on a round roller thing, twists his ankle, oh, completely wipes out. It's like, if there's something to be stepped on, it's still finding landmines. This man's out here playing playing real-life minesweeper. He <laughs> literally swept him off his feet today. But, oh, oh, man, it hurts so bad. Boom, <laughs> he hit the dirt. And then he's getting my saw out of the trailer and he hit the little the thing, his foot got hooked on so a lock. I, I had a hole in my shoe. And he just goes boom into the dirt. <laughs> I had a hole in my shoe and the little clamp on his trailer that holds the cable has a bolt sticking out of it and the bolt went inside of my shoe hole <laughs> and my foot just got stuck while I'm carrying his very expensive saw. <laughs> boom. TJ, I love you so much. But, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm just, it's just funny. <laughs> but yeah, hit the only ID in the water. We, my, uh, apart from my mine roller. You hit all the potholes in, in right. the road now. <laughs> he made, he I made, made the potholes. I was supposed to say. Like, <laughs> and, uh, but, so that one hurt the worst though. Like I had a headache for like five days after that one. But yeah, I got, well, I, guess so. I got multiple concussions before the ones before it could heal. So that's why, that's why the government pays me for my memory loss. Like it never healed. Like, because it was so many stacked on top of each other, the next damage was done, and my neurologist took a picture. He's like, you've got very bad traumatic brain injury. And he's like, if it gets better, it'll take it l- uh, at least two years, but there's a chance you'll never get it back. And I haven't. So I have m- sometimes attention issues, but memory loss issues and stuff. So I try to mitigate that as, and manage it as best I can. I don't but. think anyone can tell. I mean, you do great. I've never thought one time you forgot something. But you I've should, worked with you a long time. You should have seen how it used to be, though. Yeah. Like, I was not like Rain Man, but I was that guy that could remember, could remember everything. Oh, yeah. You could give me a list of 10 numbers uh-huh. to cut material, and I'd get every one of them right. Yeah. I mean, it was, but, you know, it is what it is. It's frustrating. It's caused some, you know, uh, fits of rage just because, you know, it's frustrating. Yeah. But I've gotten used to it over the years. So I just I'm just i the opposite. I forget everything. <laughs> I told Cameron I was going to bring this tripod Maybe and I forgot it. I had to go back and get it. You should have, <laughs> have an excuse. Yeah, Maybe get it back. And then get something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. But um, so anyway, post-military, you know, um, I married my wife, Katrina. But before then, I had kind of a, um, I don't know if it was about a depression or what it was, but 
it's like everything in my emotions turned off instantly where I didn't care about anything. I didn't have, I mean, I never, never had a thought of suicide or anything like that, but everything, all joy turned off. I wasn't upset, but I wasn't happy. It was just blank, (laughs) nothing. And I went to the uh, head doctor there at the, um, uh, the VA in Cambridge. She's just a social worker, but she's like convinced me to make a list of things that I used to enjoy and do them anyway whether I enjoy them or not. And it was a whole bunch of them. And one of them was going to church because I used to. One of them was paying off college. (laughs) (laughs) Did you, was it once a big part of your life that you enjoyed giving away $273 a month? I did enjoy college. (laughs) And uh, I enjoyed it so much. I paid for it after I left. Right. I said, might as well run it back. I just, just reminisce on it for, you know, a couple hundred dollars a month. And, uh, And uh, so she gave me a list of like 12 different things of no matter what, do them. And it was my tasks, my, my homework for the next three weeks or whatever. And it was to go fishing. And if you can imagine, I didn't even want to go fishing and it's me you're talking about. It was to go fishing. He fishes on his lunch break, just about every, every lunch break we're working at the beach, like at, um, close, yeah, close to the river and rivers or whatever. So Mm. yeah, he like has a fishing pole in his truck all the time. It's, and, and I didn't had no desire at all. No fishing, no softball, no bowling, because I used to do bowling leagues, nothing. TJ left the job one time and called me. He, he went back home, 30-minute drive, and said, call me on the way back and said, hey, you want some shrimp? And I'm at the job, I'm like, no, what? No, <laughs> TJ, what? Like, yeah, I do had, I want some <laughs> shrimp? What are you talking I, about? I had gone home. I had, um, <laughs> Sam's Club had this deal. He just starts frying shrimp, <laughs> and then comes back with a Tupperware thing full of shrimp. I'm like, yep. What is this guy? Who in the world? I wanted shrimp for lunch, and I'm like, yeah, let's cook some more. So there you funny. Go. Anyways, keep going. But uh, um, so one of the things that, like, I did everything, but one of the things was to go to church. And so we went to a, a local church that I won't name that really didn't have much substance. Like my preaching. There you go. <laughs> Except for this one often preaches health, wealth, and, and prosperity. Um, like my preaching. <laughs> they have all a, of us represented. The church does have a softball league that we were kicked out of. Yeah, it does. And uh, and um, we went there a couple times and we enjoyed it, but it's like there's really no personality to it or anything like that. And we went to back to Nazarene Church, but that was mainly to say hi to Pastor Paul. And he saw me and he's like, he stopped his sermon right in the middle and he apologized to everybody. He's like, I'm sorry, I just saw a blast from the past. And just really excited because I hadn't seen him in mm-hmm. years, and he knew I had fallen out and everything. And then um, we were at Apple. We went by. It wasn't Apple Scrapple. It was um, we had been asking if somebody could um, cater to Emily, my autistic stepdaughter, right. while we're at church, and no other church could do anything because they didn't. You know, they had youth programs and all this, and and and. My wife actually treated Mackenzie. Yeah. So when Mackenzie was in chemo. Yep. Okay. She was her physical therapist. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, so is that how, where the connection so was? So started inviting Katrina to church. Yep. And okay, so, cool. And so Katrina's like, said the deal, and Mackenzie's like, well, how about this? You bring her by Saturday, which we didn't know prayer meeting or anything right. was happening. I don't even know if you even had even started prayer meeting on Saturdays Often at on that probably, point. Yeah. And but I think she just got done cleaning the church because Alyssa was mm-hmm. there and yeah. stuff like that. That's when I thought Alyssa was like fourteen. Right, she's twenty seven. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> she was she was literally like twenty twenty one when yeah. I when I thought she was like. But um, 
and she wanted to meet Emily and then say, hey, this is what we're going to do when, you know, during the service. And Mackenzie took her on by herself so that we could sit in church. And that's, you know, that made an impact to where we wanted to come back because we were only able to come to church every other weekend when we didn't have her. And it just, mm-hmm. there's hard to get any. And then that's when I kind of started recovering because I'd broken up with Katrina. Like we weren't even married, but I'd broken up with her and kind of got back with her as I was kind of recovering. And she was patient and waited through it all. And then that's when it kind of brought me back to, cause I was already saved. I was baptized and I was leave, leading a pretty good Christian life before I fell out because there right. was no structure. Right. Mm-hmm. And then coming to the church, you know, I'm one that I can take hard preaching, you know, thick skin and all that stuff. And same thing with my wife. Cause she's got her own story to tell. And so it just landed with us. Like, I don't care if you sugarcoat it. I don't want you to sugarcoat it. And we were able to learn enough fast enough to where we just, we got in pretty quickly. And, uh, shortly after that, I guess it was maybe five months after that, my wife got saved. Um, cause we were, you know, we were living out of wedding, you know, living together, living in sin and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So we lived together. And when I got my life right, that made things really difficult. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And it and made her frustrated, and then she got saved, and things kind of changed, and then so got got and, married in the church. And as soon as she as soon as she got saved, your dad was like, I think he might have told you or told your family, like they're going to get married. Well, now. He, he said, "We'll see. If, we'll see if it's real because yeah. they're going to be getting married. If if she did get saved and they're both saved and they want to move on with the Lord, they'll be getting married." And it yeah. was like weeks. They were like, "Hey." uh, <laughs> so we were ready to it, it, wasn't, it wasn't quite that quick because it was in November. I feel, it felt like it. I just must be remembering. It, it was. Ex- it, I mean, it was exciting. I mean, I, I bawled my eyes out, and I know exactly what day it was, and I know why it was, why it was, how long it was, because we had gone to Arlington that morning. Every Veterans yes, Day, yes, I yes, go yes, to Arlington, and and that day it landed on a Sunday, and so we went to Arlington Sunday morning, and then Sunday night is when she got saved. Mm. And I think God, it, God was in it. And I, you know, I don't want to drag this on too far. We, when we went to Arlington, there's a thing you do with people that are buried. It's a penny if you knew who it was, mm-hmm. a dime if you served with them, a quarter if you were with them when they died in combat. Well, only one guy was there that I served with, and I knew him really well, but I, didn't, I wasn't there when he died because he took his own life. But because he was an officer, he was still buried with mm-hmm. the officers at Arlington. So I would leave a dime on his headstone. I reached in my pocket. I had no change at all. No jacket, no nothing. My wife's like, I don't have anything. She puts her hand in her jacket pocket and there's a dime. Wow. She doesn't carry money or change or anything and it goes in her wallet. And I'm like, that's a God thing. Yeah, that was that was like a little nugget of God saying, hey, I got you. Yeah, amen. And that night is when my wife got saved. And I think that might have clicked with her that, you know, yeah. as insignificant as things may be, he cares. Amen. And uh, so it was really exciting. And then um, that was, like I said, it was uh, November 11th. And then we got married at the end of, or at the beginning of, end of March, beginning of April. Hmm. It was March 31st. Yeah. And then we took yeah. our little honeymoon at the beginning of April. Yep. And then we had our sweet baby girl a little over a year later. Eliza. It was not a shotgun wedding. <laughs> <laughs> so Well, yeah, good, good stuff, man. TJ's a blessing to our church. And uh, his family's a blessing. So, 
I appreciate you being on here, man. Thank oh, you for thanks serving. Thanks for having thank me. You for, thank um, you for service. Yeah. I mean, th- thank you for your support. <laughs> yeah. No, we'll have you back on with Dustin's here. We'll talk about, <laughs> I like talking about military stuff. But when someone's here who knows more about it, I'm better at, like, commenting with not leading. Cause I, yeah. Didn't do it. Neither did he. Didn't do it. And he'll tell you something. He'll probably tell you the same thing. Anybody who serves that legitimately cares respects anybody in any other branch. Yeah. Because they took a minimum of two years, because Army, you can do two-year contracts, Mm -hmm. but a minimum of two years out of their life to stop their life and go do something bigger than them. Unless you live in Delaware and go to Dover, because that doesn't count. <laughs> that's that's just, uh, you now have a place that you don't have to pay rent for. Right. That's really all that is. Right. But, you know, no matter how small, it, you know, every job helps the whole big wheel turn. So, yeah. you know, we respect it and we know that not everybody can be, you know, infantry. So. Yeah. You want to give the gospel? Sure. So the Bible says... Oh, got some music to it. That uh, whosoever shall call upon in the name of the Lord shall be saved. So, you know, I'm living proof that it doesn't matter where you are, where you're from, what you've done. Like, I have a story. Cam knows my story. I've done some very, very bad things. Not as bad as Paul. And even Paul ended up being writing most of the New Testament. It doesn't matter where you're from. You're never too far from the love of Jesus if you realize that he died for your sins realize that you're a sinner and realize that under his own power he raised from the dead the third day there is no other religion that can say that and there's no other religion where the god that they worship individually cares about their servants we serve a big god and if anybody listening to this ever needs to hear or needs to talk to someone do not hesitate. It will be the best choice you've ever made in your life. Amen. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Episode 73, right? That was it? No, 74. 74. 74. 74. Oh, yeah. Um, catch us next week. Send us an email. Let us know if you like TJ. And if you didn't, don't <laughs> say anything. But, uh, I've got um, thick skin. I don't Look, care. email in. Let us know you listened. And uh, love you guys. Thanks for listening. Calm down. It's, it's fine. fine. It's fine.